Speaking of our nation, I'm sure everyone in the room is aware of the decision the Supreme Court handed down on Friday. If you will give me just a minute, I would like to make a brief statement about that. I was pulling away from a breakfast meeting on Friday morning with our guest today, our pulpit guest today, Mark Morrow, when I flipped on the radio and I heard our president uh, addressing the nation with the news. Without a doubt, for believers in Jesus and those who want to live by the mandate of Scripture, what has happened is disheartening and disappointing. In watching some of the news coverage, I kept hearing the statement that on Friday, love won or love wins. But I would like to challenge that statement by proclaiming that true love won over 2,000 years ago on a Roman cross on a hill called Golgotha. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. We must clearly understand that the Supreme Court of our land cannot change what the Word of God says. It is not the Supreme Court who has the right to define marriage. It is the Lord God Almighty who designed it to start with. Nothing was said or decided this week can change the truth that righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Now, there's no shortage of opinions. There's no shortage of statements being made by all kinds of people and agencies and organizations. And without a doubt, church, there is reason for concern about how this decision will conflict with our biblical behavioral standards. Simply put, we do not know what the future holds, but we can rest in this truth. We know who holds the future. This is not a surprise to the Lord, Bethesda. He's not sitting on the throne biting his nails, he's, and he's going to give us grace because the church is the bride of Christ. And while we may face all kinds of difficulties, we know his eye is upon his bride, is upon his church as he takes us from glory to glory and from grace to grace. Now, we're not naive about this, and we don't have our heads buried in the sand about the real questions. Questions like, what challenge will come to the church and its leadership regarding weddings? We've already had that. What effect will this have on our Christian schools and colleges and, and universities when certain behaviors violate student conduct codes? We have three educational branches on this very campus. What about Christian counseling centers and adoption services who adhere to biblical principles? Will they be stripped of their license for such adherence? Those are reasonable questions. And could this ultimately cause biblically-based Christian organizations to lose their tax-exempt status? All of these things are possible. And the truth is, we don't know. We don't know what will happen. So church, there's only one thing to do, and there's only one thing to say at a time like this, and that is this, it's time to pray. And that's exactly what we'll be doing tonight at 6 o'clock in the youth hall. I trust that you'll join us for this time of prayer for our nation. I do want to make it known to those of you who were not in attendance at the annual church business meeting of this fellowship in April that this church strongly voted for a positional statement to be formally installed into our constitution and bylaws, and that has taken place. That positional statement makes abundantly clear that we support the biblical definition of marriage to be between one man and one woman. That positional statement gives a measure of protection both to the fellowship and to its pastors. So where does it go from here? No one can say. But in the meantime, church, there are some things we will continue to do. We will continue to preach 
the gospel and unflinchingly declare the truth of the Word of God as we speak the truth in love. And I want to add this, that we are a people who believe in redemption. Every person in this room ought to be thankful for the redeeming grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Inasmuch, our actions and reactions are very, very critical. I am always mindful that our actions and reactions can so easily burn every bridge of relationship. And I ask you today, is that what you want to do? Or is it possible that we can hold firmly to a biblical position and yet by our actions and reactions leave the door open for the redemptive grace of Jesus and a restoration of relationship just in case the day should arrive when that friend or loved one sees the error of their ways and wants to return like the prodigal. How do you want your actions and reactions of today to be measured on that day? We will also continue to recognize that we are a privileged people to be citizens of a very blessed nation. And as such, we should utilize our citizenship well, voting for candidates and issues that reflect a biblical perspective. And finally, we will continue to maintain our Christian perspective, remembering the words of the Lord Jesus given to us in the Gospel of John in the 16th chapter where he said, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, take courage, for Jesus said, I have overcome the world. So I admonish you to let us gather tonight to pray for a great spiritual awakening in our country. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Ushers, would you come as we receive the morning tithes and offerings? It is a privilege to give unto Jesus. You recognize everything you have, everything I have came from him anyway. So we're just being faithful and diligent and obedient with that which he has given to us so lavishly and so wonderfully. And I just want to say this, church, Jesus is still Lord, and that will never, ever change. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you today that you still reign upon the throne of heaven. We thank you that today we can declare we are yours to command where you lead us. Let the winds blow whatever the way they're going to blow. We're going to stay steadfastly in you. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand. So today we pray for the church of Fort Worth, that you will hold it steady. We pray that from the east to the west, the north to the south, you'll cover our city. Lord, we're calling for revival. We need spiritual awakening in this country. And so, Lord, we're praying for Fort Worth today. Whatever you're doing in our state and in our country, Lord, we're asking that in our part of the vineyard where you have placed us, you will give us grace to stand and to declare the truth of the Word of God. Lord, I pray for the Spanish service today that's convening right now in another part of this campus. And Pastor Will, give him the words of life to speak. Let Jesus be praised in that glorious language of Spanish today. Lord, thank you for the privilege of being obedient, that you give us of being obedient in our tithes and our offerings. We give it as unto you as an act of worship, and we thank you for that privilege in the mighty, mighty name of King Jesus, and the church said amen. Bless you, church.